don't know if I really love this decision. Over the middle, got his man, and look at him go! Jalen Waddle for the touchdown! Welcome to Inside Leverage, your gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captivating Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Inside Leverage, exclusively on the Fans First Sports Network. Today, we are kind of previewing this wild card matchup between the Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to just uh, dive dive deep and drill down on some numbers here for our, our listeners. Um, I will not waste time, and I'll start up up at the top. Looks like the matchup, the offensive matchup, as far as total offense, the Dolphins rank number one in the league versus uh, the Chiefs' ninth rank in the league at 351 yards a game. Uh, guys, do you have any thoughts on that? I think I, I think all of that comes out the window, man. I think at this point you have prepared yourself to to throw every the kitchen sink out of these games because the last game of the 2023-2024 the season – so you want to make the best of it. You prepared yourself for you won games. You set yourself up to be in this seating to get the ticket to the dance. So um, being number one is great. That means that we are efficient, explosive offense. So now we got to take that and bring, in, bring out the best plays so we can win this game this coming Saturday. I, I, I want to stand corrected. I, I read the graphic incorrectly. We are, it should be this way. We are the number one ranked offense and their defense is ranked number two. So I, I want to apologize for that. Uh, full paw on my part. Uh, I don't know if it's going to change any opinions, but go ahead. I think the means still stands. My bad. No, like what I see here, we have the number one passing offense. We have a number six rushing offense. They have a number four passing defense. We have, and they also have a number eighteen rushing defense, and here comes the big, 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 big disadvantage or advantage for us. So, question to the panel is: How do you feel about running game going against a number eighteen ranked defense in the NFL? And I feel quite comfortable. I think if we stick to our keys and we put, I want to run the ball forty times. Guys. That's what I want to do. I want to play. I want to play old school football. I'm going to your house, and I'm taking over. But that's just me. Well, in the playoffs, typically that's the type of brand of football that's played. You know what I mean? It's, you know, we've been, quote unquote, coined as somewhat of a you know cute offense. You know, a lot of you know, uh, window dressing and things like that uh, to try to get guys open and things like that is how our offense has been described. Although we have been you know, in our minds, through what we know about our own team, that we do bring a physicality along with that. 
and they just need to lean more on the physicality in my mind and less on everything else. Um, I, I'm a big fan of what you're talking about and just running the football. You got Moster coming back as a guy that we didn't have available to us last year in the playoffs. Him coming back with the way that A-Chan is playing right now, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's the most beautiful thing we could really ask for, and especially with the offense seeming like it's, it's sputtering a bit at times. I think that's the perfect remedy along with Jalen Waddle to get things going for us on offense. So looking forward to running the football, to, to your point, at least 30 times this weekend. Well, what I would say, uh, just looking at this highlight for the preview of the Kansas City game, I'm actually myself looking at the full totality of our playoff role record and just seeing what that means. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the stats on my end and I'm looking at, you know, our, our playoff role wins came against the Seahawks in a 20 to 17 game. Prior to that, we'd have to go back to when we beat Washington, Pittsburgh, and Kansas in 73, 72, and 71. So we really don't have much success on the road. So that's why, you know, even the magnitude of Tua having the possibility of beating this Kansas City team on the road, that right there should ripple echoes through through the fabric of time and space because if the only other person to do it was Dan Marino in a 20 to 17 game let me ask you this question if you look at history and history repeats itself and that last playoff win was a 20 to 17 kind of game and you look at going into Kansas playing the same kind of team does, does this look like a 20 to 17 kind of game I think it does. I think it's a it's going to be a very close game. And of course, as a Dolphin fan, people will say that we're biased about that. But it was a close game when there was a game that they said that they'll beat us by fifteen or thirty. So what I was think the score last game? What was the score last game? Twenty-one fourteen. Oh, last time we played them, twenty-one fourteen. Exactly. So, so you know, I, I think I think our I think it's going to be a very close game. I think that we're gonna we're gonna bring all the stops. Our offense is relatively healthy. The healthiest that it the closest to healthiest that it's been um this season. So now we get to bring all of the stops, like everything. So let's get it, man. I, I will say before we move on to the next topic or the next uh, statistical category, but just looking at it as a whole, you had Mostert. Thousand yard runner. You had HN. If it wasn't for his injuries, he likely would have been a thousand yard runner as well. Tyreek and Waddle both over a thousand yards and a over four thousand yard passer. I think this has to be the game, echoing what what uh, mechanic just said, that the offense has to carry the team due to all the injuries and issues that the defense has, has, has been snake-bitten with recently. So I think that the trend will continue. Uh, I know that uh, Kansas City's defense is ranked high. They were the second-ranked defense. They're number four pass defense. But the rush defense, specifically like Wally had brought up, is something that I think we, we should attack. And to echo what Chad said, is this is exactly what playoff football is about. Running the ball, playing defense. Games are rarely blowouts in any round. So I think this is going to be a very – I think it's going to be a close game. 
and another <clears throat> X factor as well is going to be the the weather itself. Uh, there has been some rumblings about moving the game. We don't know yet. Uh, if it does happen, it'll be definitely be a plus. But I think that this is going to be a, a knockdown, drag out game in that weather. I think if if you if prior to a couple of years, <clears throat> you wouldn't believe this, but if we play outside and it's a muggy game and if we got to run the ball, I I believe that that that's better for us because we have the better rushing team. Their their rushing defense is ranked number eighteen. We're ranked. We're literally ranked number six. Unless and, and let's just say because we're not going to be home, it's going to be a little bit skewed. So let's just say we're you push that to a thirteen. That's still solid, right? And against that team, you pound the ball, pound the ball, ball control, ball control, and there's a field goal game. A field goal game. And I believe if we strung it out that like that, you frustrate Patty Mahomes. That's how you listen. Last game was a carbon copy. He was frustrated all game. He had a little little hand doing trying to get the plays all in fast and stuff. He was frustrated. So I think it's a game of attrition. I wanted to we move forward to the third down defense against the third down offense. That's the main, that's what games are won in the playoffs on third down. So how do you guys feel about this third down defense? Our third down offense against our th- their third down defense. That's what they make their money. Spagnolo has a bunch of blitzes. He is insane, bro. He's, he's having the best season as a, as a DCA he's ever had. I think, I think the last time we got ourselves into a lot of third and long situations, which allowed them to throw these exotic blitzes at us and, and exotic pressure packages that at times were able to affect the timing of, of Tua. So I, I think what's key is what we were discussing, you know, the first few minutes of, of the pod is to continue to run the football, um, keep yourself in favorable down and distance. That way on third down, we have the ability to have more success against a, a, a stout third down defense. Their defense is pretty good overall. Their, their biggest hole is the run defense. So if we can lean on their biggest efficiency, put a little pressure there, that kind of, in my mind, may ease the pressure in other areas and allow for you to have more success in, in those other areas. And, and with it being cold, it's not going to be necessarily snowing crazy and things like that. So I think the ball will be, you know, it'll be, you know, cold and, you know, I mean, everything else, but I think they'll be able to still throw the football and do and operate our offense normally. My biggest concern would be the crowd noise. But if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, we can quiet the crowd and keep that to a minimum. As long as we're taking care of our business and doing what we're supposed to do, I feel like we're good. But the key to having that success for me on third down would be to make sure that we're having those success on those early downs. And if we're not able to do it as a run, if you want to do short passing as an extension of the run, I, I just want to be able to just be efficient. And, and keep ourselves in, in those favorable down and distances on third down, keep it at third and five or less. That way we can be, you know, have have a better opportunity for success. Well, the the, the, the key is going to be moving the sticks. And when I look at kind of just the numbers and where we rank, um, when I look at the numbers and where we rank, we're going to have to put at least 400 yards of offense up, whether that's in 200 and 65 in the the uh, offensive passing game and maybe another 200 yards in a run game really to pull this game out. We're going to need 400 yards of complete offense. That way we get to that higher average of that 
you know, 30-something-plus because if this is a low-scoring game, this is going to kind of feed into kind of what Casey wants to do, you know, maybe a low-scoring game where they can eke it out with a field goal at the end. So I'm not saying we got to get into a, a, a gun, a, a, a arms race with Mahomes, but we got to put up offensive points to stay relevant because if this is like – I mean, when I look at our, our <laughs> playoff uh, record, you know, it's – we we we, we got to do something a little bit different. So specifically in the run game, we got to up that from that 135 and get that at least to the 200 yards to 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 compensate and take a little bit of that pressure off the passing game. Uh, I I don't know, I don't really care about the yards, but I think in order for us to have complementary football, the offense needs to give the defense about 24 to 27 points. And if you give our, our – if our offense gives you 24 to 27 points, I don't think anybody's beating us. Whether it's slow and methodical, running the ball 40 times, running the ball 35 times, 400 yards, I just think that's a recipe for success. Vic Vangel's defense this year hasn't – they don't allow 30 points. They don't allow 27, 29. Buffalo was a team that got that. It's, it's an, like even against them, they didn't get 20. They got – it was 21-14 or whatever. So if our defense, if our offense was up twenty four against them, I think we're standing pretty. Yeah, and Baltimore as well. Yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore was just shellacking. And you got to remember, in that first game, we drove down the field, and you had that that blooper. You know what I mean? Fumble, with the, right? with the snap. You know what I mean? You fumbled. Then you had the Tyreek fumble as well that turned into seven points. You know what I mean? Like they weren't really able to really do much. And I know the defense is going to look a little bit different. But with the additions that we brought in with Houston and and and, and uh, Bruce Irvin and and Malik Reed who who spent some time here, I think those guys will be able to come in. And if if it's, it may not be at the exact same level, you know, person for person, but collectively, I think they can bring a lot of that vet savvy experience. You know what I mean? The guys aren't going to over pursue. They'll be able to maintain their rush lanes and keep him in check. And what we did with Kelsey, if we maintain that same game plan on the flip side of it, we'll be good. So I'm not necessarily net looking for the offense to carry the defense, but I get I get the line of thinking that you guys are on, like because of the deficiencies there, the offense is going to have to step up, especially with the reputation that they have. And against these uh, upper echelon competition, they need to show up. 14 points, 17 points is going to be enough to Wally's point. You got to get in that 24-point range. And I think they got the horses to do it. But we're going to have to lean on this run game. And yeah. and I think that's going to open up it up in the play action for Tyreek and, and Waddle to have their success. Well, well, if I may, before we move on, a, a part of the uh, the offense carrying um, the defense for me is three things. Third down conversions, um, long sustaining drives, and scoring scoring on the red zone when you're there. Those are the three simple things I need that offense to do. You're keeping Mahomes and that offense off the field. You're allowing your defense to game plan and get ready if in the event they they give up a touchdown or something that they need to adjust. And you're controlling the time of possession and controlling the game to your favor, to what you want it to be. And I think that's, for me, part of what I mean for for the offense to take over and and – take over this game is to, to those three things. And I think those are all great points, Junior. Like, I, I agree with everything that you just said there. Like, we we need the offense to 
be efficient and maintain a sustained drive to keep homes off the field and limit their scoring opportunities on the flip end. And that's going to help the defense. It's complimentary in that aspect. I get what you're saying, though. I, I agree with that 1,000%. If I, if I may, but to your, both of you guys make perfect points. Because if you think about it, right, you mentioned the new guys and the new additions, right? If What's the best way to counter having those guys overextend and, and not be on the field and be needed as much? Get the offense to have more plays. Take plays away from the defense by playing more offense. So then you limit the, the snaps that a Houston, Irvin, or Agba and Ingram have to see. You know what I'm saying? The less, the less Patty Mahomes means less of the, our defense. You know what I mean? The more yeah, of our offense. Ball control. Exactly. Ball control right now is so important in so many as uh, perspectives of this game. To me, it's the most important key to this game. It's ball control. If the offense is out there more than our defense, we win this game. You limit the mistakes. You, you limit the, the age or whatever you want to call the adversity that defense can face. You limit those. Yeah, well, another one of the things that I'm looking at here is their passing offense versus our pass defense. So, and obviously these numbers are kind of, for our, for us, we're ranked 15th on pass defense. Our pass defense is a little skewed because the last couple of games we haven't had uh, X, although he's he's declining, but he's still a a, a very good and, and solid player on the edge. Um, the drop-off, unfortunately, between him and Eli Apple is pretty significant. So I'd, I'm curious to see what Fangio is going to do um, because you really don't have, I mean, yeah, you have um, what's this kid named uh, number four for them, the wide receiver, Rashid Rice. Rashid Rice. There you go. That's My the name. <laughs> yeah, he, Sidney Rice was a was I think he was a pass rusher for or Sidney Rice. Right. No, no yeah. Sidney Sidney Rice was a receiver as well though for like right. the Seattle team. Man, man, Jasmine Rice, Uncle Ben's Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Zatarans, right? Whatever, man. Whatever it is, <laughs> but nah, he he's been coming on lately, and um, but I I just curious to see, you know, I wonder if if Vic is finally going to unleash or or introduce these new concepts that he spoke about when uh, when he first came on as our DC. <clears throat> I would I would expect for him to Maybe. kind of you know bring those out this game. Go ahead. Listen, 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 listen. He has to. That's what he been. He that's that's what him and Mike have been waiting for all season. I think, even though you might have like you're limited. Yes, you're limited. Very limited, by the way, coach. Because he lost, he lost two edges, two starting linebackers. <laughs> it's a it's so. No, it's I, crazy. It's crazy. But I still think there's a package there that you could you could you could kind of dominate this this offense of theirs. Their offense is one dimensional, but it works. It's, you can't be – and I mean that with all the respect. It's, it's one dimensional because it's Travis Kelsey driven in a pass game and they sprinkle some rice, but it's it's always Travis Kelsey and Patty Mahomes. They're, uh, they're rushing – they're going to – I hope we, we – if we shut down their, their passing, I hope they rush the ball because they're not going to get through our tackles. But I I I think Big has, has to have something in his bag because if he doesn't, he's going to get destroyed. He has to have one of the best, best coach games in the season, to me. Tomorrow. Well, if you guys if you guys remember last time when we played them in Germany, I don't think they scored in the second half. They didn't. They did not. No, they didn't. A concern so, for me though is the yeah. is the pick plays that we've been getting killed on the last few weeks. I'm curious to see 
how they'll approach the if 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 shown those because they've been extremely successful. Um, so um, those and as well as the shallow crossers, um, we we gotta we gotta figure that out. So I'm curious to see what the approach would be. Um, for me, I feel like if if a wide receiver is gonna come off lackadaisical in order to create an opportunity for someone else, I feel like that guy should be getting mugged. No? Yeah. If you're yeah. gonna if you're within the first few yards, you're gonna come out of your stance and just kind of be in the way. That guy needs to be put on his ass. Or, or, right. I mean, uh, my, like, I, they, there, there needs to be a, you know, that, that they can go ahead and, and take in that regard to to kind of try to circumvent that. Because last week we had guys running into each other uh, defensively and then creating opportunities for them on offense where guys are just running wide open off these pick uh, plays. So uh, I'm curious to see what the approach would be going forth and stopping that because I think teams are starting to kind of pick up on that as something that we are struggling to deal with. So. I think, and you, and you I know, think. This, hold on, Wally. Just to, just to amplify Chad's point, and, and I'll let you go. Um, it, this is, as we all know, the NFL is a copycat league. So once teams pick up on that and they see that there's a deficiency or, or quote unquote weak link, they're going to attack that and attack that. And we've seen it, unfortunately, with Eli Apple. So, but go ahead, Wally. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it's fine. But I think, I think that 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 started happening. When our safeties started getting in a change, we will have one. We have a starting strong safety play, and we're missing a free safety. We'll have a strong safety start, and we're missing our free safety. Like it, it wasn't the communication wasn't there. Kade Cole who has to has to talk differently to Deshaun Elliott at free safety. Like he has to talk to him at strong safety. It's like musical chairs, and now you added Eli Apple, and you also added Duke Riley. Now you're losing a Van Ginkle, which is another communication piece. So I think this week, probably more more than more than any week, they probably aren't doing any different installs. To be honest with you, I think they're working on communication in that point. Like, yo, if this happens, make sure you do this. Watch your keys, learn your keys, and stuff like that. So I think, I think I, right now, I made, it made me realize that you might have a very fundamental game by Vic that it might work. It might it might be simple, stupid, but it works. If you think about it, hey man, just do a simple job and you won't you won't have you know what I mean? I, I don't even think he's gonna have Jalen Ramsey travel to make it easier on the defense to just stay in their keys. And I think that's still that's still my work. If you I was I told you guys about maybe playing a three three five nickel type situation to have Brandon Jones as that offset linebacker. I, I think it might work if I say these are there. I, I like I like having doing that because um a concern to add on the concerns of, as far as KC I know why you mentioned about their running game, and but I think their running game is a little under underrated because of Pacheco. Pacheco is a very aggressive, very uh, uh, ta- uh, what is that the term? Tackle balance running back, and you give him a crease, he's going to hit the hole. So we got to make sure we tackle him, and we got to make sure we tackle him violently. Um, so. That once we stop that, we got to make sure they're not they're not taking advantage of the run because I'm sure they want they want to run um, as well and have control of the of the offense. So that's a concern for me is that our that, you know restocking their run so it doesn't help them with their passing game. Yeah, and we're ranked seventh uh, in rush defense, so this is another thing that we hype. You know, in theory, we have a we have the the advantage uh, compared to their 19th ranked all rushing offense. 
We should be. I I watch their games, man. I've I, specifically because <laughs> fantasy football was watching that. I, I was watching specifically Pacheco and Rice and those guys. The way they're using that offense is feast or fest. Like they could have, they could be in like Patty Mahomes could be doing nothing and nothing, and I don't know where Cini Rice just breaks a little stupid screen and he scores. Same way with Pacheco. Pacheco, I. You, you turn around, he, he, he's seven carries, 39 yards, and he catches a little little weird pass. And don't forget about Jared McKinnon. He, I, don't know if, I don't know if he got an IR or anything, but if he's there, he's a very, very, very tricky guy <clears throat> that you have to account for. So that, that leads me to that, having that nickel defense. But, yeah, they're, 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 they're feast of fam type of, type of attack on the offense. If you control them, dog, they're not going to bowl so well, at least this season. They're Let not the same. Question. They're not oh, the Chiefs of old, right? Like that's that's what that's what Wally's trying to get at. Go ahead, coach. My bad. No, no, that's no, okay. What I was gonna say is, do you? What are you guys just kind of playing off that? What kind of would you be? Would you blitz Mahomes or would you sit back? Or would you like mix it up? I mean, how would you? I mean, obviously you can't blitz every single down. Obviously, I think you should definitely mix it up and, and uh, be be aggressive, but don't, you can't you can't leave guys. An opportunity. You can't leave guys in in positions in which they can be exploited due to you know you being over aggressive. You know what I mean. So it's a it's a give and take kind of thing. But like, given what they have on offense, personnel wise, like there isn't too many guys that scare you. But you know, anyone can have a good game at any good moment. These are NFL players. They are they are talented. They just haven't played well. You know what I mean? They haven't done much. And you don't want to give them the opportunity to do so. So I, I just think that you just got to just, you know, just mix it up, but be aggressive. And, I mean, just just play smart, disciplined, sound football against against Mahomes. And, I mean, I think I think you should send some pressure at him. You don't want him back there comfortable. So I would Listen. blitz. I would blitz. I, I think the Buffalo Bills have a better offense than the than the Chiefs. And we and we zone blitz them, we zero blitz them. I think you run the same type of concepts, except you pick you you align, you align your grouping a lot differently, but you could do it. Like I, I they don't have a Stephon Diggs. And Kincaid and Knox, you can start Tra- Travis Kelsey's one on one, right? And Travis Kelsey's a hundred and a hundred. Kincaid and Kincaid right now for that offense is, is 85. And that 85 could get you somewhere. And we, we were able to contain that. So if you could focus a little bit more on Kelsey and do your personal group, and I, I think you could run the same type of blitzes on them and use different guys. Hey, hey Wally, I agree 100%. That was my thinking as well, is that you kind of do the same thing as, as far as exotic blitzes and, and being aggressive in that aspect, but just adjusting a little bit on your personnel because, you know, Eli Apple covering digs on that kind of aggressive <laughs> mentality is not, not the, not the way to go. You feel what I'm saying? So you want to, you want to kind of adjust in that aspect, but still be aggressive. Maybe, maybe Houston and, and Irving Irvin can provide better, uh, experience vet savvy uh, approach to the blitzing, and that can help us uh, win the game. So, so now my, our last point here before we get out of here: How do you think Mike attacks their defense? Because obviously, we're going to get back. 
or in, in theory, we're here. What we're er, you know er, early on, we're hearing that Mostert and, and Waddle are both going to be back. So, and of course, that's a that's a shot in the arm for the offense. What, how do you think Mike attacks them? Um, because uh, like like uh, I believe it was Chad that spoke about it earlier today or earlier in the pod that um, they kind of stunned us early on with these uh, blitzes. I remember specifically uh, there was a corner or safety blitz that sacked, I think it was two on a third. It obviously was two on a third down, I believe it was early on in that game. It sticks out for me. So how do you guys think that that we're going to attack their defense? Um, besides obviously running the ball, do you see um, as far as the passing game? For me, I, I think that like this is a game in which you kind of bring back some of the quick, easy stuff. Uh, uh, one thing that stuck out last week in the Bills matchup, they consistently got Josh Allen some easy throws on early downs to kind of get him going. And I think we need to take somewhat of that approach because Tua's always having to make these layered throws downfield between three to four guys. And it it's always seems like it's just too complicated. Just more quick slants, more, you know, just drag routes. And, and um, I, I'm not a huge fan of the quick screens, but if you can execute those at a high level, let's do some more of those. I think we should definitely bring back some of those jet sweeps. I haven't seen a lot of that lately. I think there was a lot of success with that, especially with um, Etchan coming out of the slot on some of those. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's some opportunities to do some things like that and, and get some guys in space and um, just kind of try to put some of these guys in conflict to maybe open it up in the middle of the field so it, you can have some more of those easier throws. But I, I think you're definitely going to want to run the football in this game more than anything and, and lean on that. And I think that's, what's going to open up everything else. Um, especially if you want to be able to go downfield or wherever else the case may be. I, I like a little bit of the concept that we had going into the Buffalo game where you, you hike the ball, you fake pitch and then toss it back the other way, because the, the, the MO and the scheme of this team is if you come down here and you tackle them and you land on them hard and you bang them up, you're not going to make it to the other end of the game so we gotta effectively use our misdirection and our speed to our advantage and like you said maybe go up tempo a little bit more now I, I don't say that reckless up tempo that Tua did at the end you know where he got it off before the half but you know like you said maybe some to the flat quick slant you know a run play you know what I mean just to keep the chain moving because that's one of the things I've noticed is when this offense gets bogged down, I might it's, it's going to sound so cliche to say that we stop the chain from moving, but the chain stopped moving because, like uh, Chad said, we're making these layered throws instead of basic pick up the first down and let's just keep the offense on the field. You know, what game was that that we had that masterful third quarter? We ran the ball down their throat. We passed the ball. We chewed up nearly the entire third quarter by just efficient football down the field. And it wasn't necessarily rushed. It wasn't necessarily, um, you know. I, know. I, 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 think, I think it was the Jets or the Cowboys. No. I, I want to say it was Jets. I want to say it might have been the Jets or the Raiders. It, maybe it, it was. I think it was it Washington. Was the maybe Washington. the Commanders. Was it the Commanders coach? There was. I know exactly what drive you're talking about. It was yeah, right coming out of the third yeah, quarter, yeah, first yeah, out of the half, and they just 
man, they just they just took their soul. They just ran it and ran it and ran it and they hit them with a pass and hit them with another pass. Ran it, ran it, ran it again. But I think it wasn't. They said it during that broadcast. Those were the body shots. And maybe we we it's like in a fight. We keep trying to go for the haymaker instead of being disciplined and going with the body shots. Yeah, hit him with the but, jab and then boom, boom. You know? let, 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 before we before we open up the format, let me let me let me say let me show let me say what I would do. Uh I want to go back to the the first week of the season and the first couple of weeks when we were using eleven personnel to get big plays. I think that's how you counter on defense like a, a Spagnolo that they're fast. Kind of phys- physique, not more, more, not not a dominant defense. They're blitzing and an exotic defense. And for the life of me, I would love to see Mike dictate the field. Like I know you do this with the with the motion and stuff like that, but maybe you could hide Waddle and and etching in a in a in a in a in a bubble formation over here. Have somebody over here do something. You know what I mean? Because. You could, you gotta find a way to get these ball these guys the ball quick and fast and in a hurry. Because Spagnolo's in the blitz is crazy. So we gotta find ways to win. If you slide the whole defense over here and then you slide Jeff Wilson over here, you have matches, it's quick screen. You can have a, a bunch of plays off of that. I'm playing matter right now and I can't explain it to you, but <laughs> I, I would love to see him group players and player groupings that push the defense at odds. Like maybe put Tyreek and Waddle and, and together in one slide and slide 18 over there and hand the ball out to or pass and pass the ball to a tight end. And, you know what I mean? Stuff like that to open up the field and give you give you credibility because his offense has gotten kind of boring right now. And, and and I think and I think Waddle having Waddle um stress the defense to help um, out Tyreek and vice versa. It's going to help with other aspects of of letting Smythe go deep and he's wide open. You know what I'm saying? Because they're so tuned in and focused on Waddle and Tyreek for sure. Stressing. You know what I'm saying? So those are some of the keys. I think what Wally's saying can help us win this game as far as the passing aspect of the um, of the game. So I agree. All right, guys. So, so final topic, just to wrap it up and get out of here. Who is your X factor for this game? Mike McDaniel. He has, yes, he, he remember who he is. Yes, he, he remember what got him hired. He has, he remember why he fell in love with Tua. He has, he remember why he fell in love with most and why he pounded the table for a player like A Chain. You know what I mean? And then go feed those guys. He says he likes to get players paid. Go get these players paid. I'm gonna go with the uh, a grouping, and that's the entire offense and the offensive coordinators, the staff. I think they are essentially the keys to the game. I feel like that the <laughs> entire team is gonna be uh, uh, relied on. So the offense. What a cast of white net, my boy! I'm telling you, <laughs> hey, listen, that 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 net is so important. They need to they need to get it together, man. I need them. I need them this game. Man, I just I just need them to go out and play a physical brand of football that just can be played at the highest level, man. And, and I just want them to just go out there and execute and not try to do too much, not try to be too creative and just execute and play football. 
the interior defense and that Sealer and um, Wilkins, I think those guys are important. I think they are some uh, are two guys that need to help those new um, in, out, uh, the outside linebackers um, with the stunts and all that stuff. We need them to set an example for that front four, that front five, to 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 set the tone so we can get this win and, and contain that offense in Patrick Mahomes. Um, so the I. I to French is a great point. Um, as he was uh, about to speak, I think the interior guys, the D line. Would Would you say Christian Wilkins is the most important player of the team right now going forward at defense? I if think both Christian it. and Sealer. I, look, I, listen, Sealer. I love Sealer. I love you. I love you. You're a great player, but Sealer's nothing without Wilkins. Wilkins has to. If Wilkins is doing his job and then getting sacks. Cedar's having a, a party out there. Like, let's be real. You know what I'm saying? He's he's getting 10 sacks because of Christian Wilkins getting out there and having a party. So if Christian Wilkins having a party, I think Cedar's having a game of his life. So to me, he's the most important player in our front in our front seven. Listen, the combination of Ebony and Ivory is a perfect match in harmony. So we need those guys. To Yo, get it that's, together. That's you know amazing, so bro. It's, it's, I it's, love that, bro. Steelers not getting I love double that. Team like, not getting double team like Wilkins, man. Cut it out. Like you got it. You got. You know what I mean? If Christian Wilkins is fighting through double teams, that means Steelers can't get doubles, and you, you you're not going to. And now, are you going to double them? Because you know, I mean, you don't have to worry about the rest. So what's up with Agba? What's up with Ingram? Christian Wilkins was lining up at the as a right end. You saw him. You know he balled last season at that position. Yeah. So I was that like, huge I'm... that huge that huge sack. I think he's capable as well. You gotta maybe doing putting him out there and then bringing a guy like one of the interior guys from the practice squad that can help bolster the run game in that front. Um, stopping the run game. Like do whatever it takes, man. We 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 need this win. We need put Ogbar, Ogbar on the right. Yeah, Christian Wilkins on the left, Sealy in the middle. Run it. That's that's how you do it. That's how we sautéing some fish grease, man. That's what it's about. All right, guys. Hey, I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, once again, we'll see uh, we'll see how the Dolphins respond, and hopefully we'll we'll be talking again next week during a victory Monday. What a victory! Thanks for the win.